Gittleman here with yet another episode of First Lady of Nutrition podcast, where every week I bring you the best and the brightest in the nutritional and health healing space. And I should know I've been in the business, my friends, for 40 years. I've written 38 books. I'm an award-winning New York Times bestseller, and I know the best people in the business. Today is one of those people. His name is Dr. Warren Hammer, and he's an international lecturer on spinal and soft tissue subjects, and he has authored over three. 300 articles on soft tissue, the missing link in health and healing. Good day, Dr. Hammer, and how are you? Feeling great, thank you. And where are you? And where do you still practice, my friend? Over 60 years. I've reduced it to two days a week, though. And I happen, because of what we're going to be talking about, I'm probably more excited than I ever was in my whole professional career. And tell me what you're so excited about. Is this the soft tissue fascial manipulation? Yeah, that's it. And why, and why uh, is that? But you're a chiropractor. Why is that so important? That's a good question, too. Uh, more and more chiropractors are getting into the world of soft tissue. And they're starting to teach it in the colleges. You know, originally, uh, chiropractic was really based on treating the joints, all the joints of the human body. And we have a lot of good literature and, and results over the years for a lot of different conditions. But uh, after a while, I said, you know, what, what moves these bones? It's, it's muscles. And then I find out about, well, 12 years ago or so that it's the fascia that controls the way muscles work. Ooh. And that it was very exciting because the big news about fascia is really it's a sensory organ. It's not just a, a covering. You know, they call it an opaque covering. I mean, you have anatomists that the only reason they cut the fascia away is to show the ligaments and the tendons. Uh, they don't realize that the fascia is related to the way the ligaments and te tendons and muscles actually work. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's really very, very important. Actually, there are, if you look at fascia, there's, there's three general types. There's superficial fascia, there's deep fascia, and then there's the fascia that covers the organs. Oh, so I, I, wasn't, so I, I wasn't aware, though. Let me just rudely stop you if you'll be so kind. So to explain yes. to my people what fascia feels like, it, it, it is in and of itself a soft tissue, which we now consider an organ. Am I correct? Am I following you? Yes. And well, okay. what does it feel well, like? Well, if you, it's amazing. For superficial fascia, if you were to just put your hand on your forearm, and just rub it lightly, you are rubbing uh, fascia, you're palpating it. It's right beneath the skin as far as the superficial fascia is concerned. And that's where blood vessels are, lymphatics, and there are treatments for the superficial fascia. Then if you go real deep, uh, people experience, you have to learn this over a, a, a period of time, you can feel actually something restrictive, possibly, or maybe a deeper type of gliding. And that would be the deep fascia. 
now, it just so happens that the abdomen, for example, has fascia under it that connects to what we call investing fascia, which is over every organ in the body. And as we'll probably explain uh, later, why fascia is important for the function of muscles, the motion and mobility of fascia over organs is also very important for what we call functional problems. We don't treat organ disease, but there should be a motility, a, mob a mobilization possibly going on so that the organ can function a little better. So let me and ask, were, let me, I want to ask a question. So when somebody gets a, uh, some kind of surgery or injures themselves or falls or has a whiplash and then they go to a chiropractor, do you, do you get completely well without dealing with the fascia? Does the fascia kind of get glued and stuck? Well, there's no question about it. The fascia in many cases gets glued and stuck. And, uh, it depends, you know, I guess if the chiropractor in particular has gone into this realm of fascial manipulation, we are teaching it to many chiropractors. It's beginning early stage in the colleges. Uh, our courses are really sort of 50% physical therapists and, and, and chiropractors. Uh, the whole physical therapy world is getting really interested in it. As Lovely. a matter of fact, the originator of fascial manipulation uh, was a, is a Luigi Stecco, a, a PT out of Italy. And uh, there's a ton of research on fascia. You just can't imagine how popular. It's being taught in 50 countries. Uh, you talk about the literature behind a science. The National Library of Medicine, uh, we call it PubMed, uh, to get information uh, about anything, there's over 250 articles, and these are peer-reviewed articles, you know, not just anything that anybody wrote in a, in a magazine. They're scientifically accepted articles about the world of fascia. It's really growing. So would you say that fascia is connected to adhesions and scar tissue? Fascia becomes adhesed. It's different than scar tissue. You see, when we evaluate the body for fascia, or problems, uh, we're feeling for something that doesn't glide. See, what we're leading to now is what are we really doing and what, what is fascia really attempting to do when we treat it? The, the concept is that fascia is not just something that covers. Fascia has a function. It's such an important function because it really, it, it, it really represents a, one of the largest sensory systems on the whole body. I mean, when you, like, if you press something, you feel pressure. You're pressing on a receptor. Or if you're feeling, you might be feeling for temperature. These are superficial receptors. See, the brain is really good as far as the direction of a muscle. But the only way the brain knows about how any particular muscle is working is if when the individual uses their muscle, they have to cause the fascia to stretch because the fascia is surrounding and connecting muscle to muscle. So what's really happening is, why is that important? Because the receptors that gives the brain information is in the muscle, but in the fascia 
in the muscle. So let's say you mentioned surgery or injury. All of these things can disrupt and cause this fascia to tighten. So here you have the brain saying, okay, muscle move, and the muscle receptor is going to be stretched. It has to stretch. And when it does stretch, it sends the normal impulses uh, back to the central nervous system. And therefore, the brain uh, will give the proper information as to how much, how many impulses should be going in and how the muscle should work and where's the muscle in space. There's all this information. But what's really important is the fascia, which contains the receptor, may not be stretched, allowing the receptor to stretch. Mm. So this problem because... Here, people are using their muscles as they want to, but what they don't know is that previous injury, maybe they had an injury in their ankle or they fractured it. That area may never be restored as far as the freedom of movement of the fascia, which has the receptor. Therefore, over 10 years, easy. Yes, the ankle is working. They don't feel any problem, but it's not necessarily giving enough information back to the central nervous system. So now, because fascia is a transmission of force of muscle from one muscle to another muscle, right up the line, in very particular acupuncture pathways, like the meridian, if this is not occurring, then something else a little above it may have to compensate and work a little uh. harder. Makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense to me. And can people get fascia imbalances if they have infections? Well, there is actually uh, fascial infections, yeah, but that's not too common. I see. Uh, yeah. But, but the, basic, the basic premise is, if a patient comes into my office, there's two thoughts that enter, my, not only my mind, but people in the fascial manipulation world, and, and I'm sure other methods too, but we say to ourselves, if that shoulder that they're complaining about, is that the source of the pain? Is that where it's really coming from? Mm. Now, well, on their shoulder and they hurt it, yeah, that's probably causing the problem. But most of the time, the patient will say, well, it's been coming on and off, and I think it's due to tennis or whatever. Well, what we're going to determine, is that the source of the pain, or is that area compensating for another part of the body? Yeah. For example... Yeah. I mean, you can, I, I don't know how often it happens, but somebody uh, hurt their knee or they hurt their ankle and it's fine now. And their pain is in their back or their hip. Well, we're able to trace it. There are pathways and we'll go to a particular pathway. And we're comparing these pathways and, and one is very dense and tender. And the patient says, I never knew even I had that spot. <laughs> Maybe uh, to the lumbar or that area, and that same pathway is showing up at a higher level. Well, the, the most unbelievable thing of all, and I love this, we always do what we call functional exams. So maybe that patient had pain when they bent forward, and that's their pain. Well, we can go to that old injury and free that up, free the receptor up, and all of a sudden, they could bend forward another 20 degrees. Interesting. So important that when we treat anybody, we look at it globally. We don't worry necessarily about individual muscles. As a matter of fact, one of my pet peeves is so many practitioners, you go into it with a problem, 
it's, it's my elbow, it's my knee. They concentrate on that area. They don't have the global view. And that's why sometimes just treating a local area, there's going to be what we call recidivism. It's going to come back yeah. because that old wrist problem or that old ankle problem still isn't allowing a beautiful, nice uh, relationship with its, less, with its less, a lack of tension, allowing those tissues to function properly. So it, you... It puts, you... So you look at the root cause. I, I want to get clear, Dr. Hammer. You're actually looking for the root cause of the pain, not the signal for the pain, but the root cause. Exactly. Exactly. And when you deal with the fascia, you're dealing with a global possibility. I mean, a headache could be due to an ankle. I and mean, that sounds kind of crazy, but yes. Oh, not, not, not to me, but I, I quite understand what you're saying. And the expression, it hurt where it ain't. In other words, it doesn't always hurt where the source of the pain is coming from or the source of the dysfunction is coming from. Exactly. Well, you, you seem to actually have an understanding of this uh, innately. I mean, you just you must realize it, which is great. Well, I've gone through enough. I had a very serious concussion years ago and had to go to a fascia clinic down in Florida. So I quite understand. And I, that's why I wanted to interview you because you're so preeminent in this field. I just wish more physical therapists, massage therapists, and chiropractors were aware of your work. That's what I wish. And before we continue, I want to thank yet once again, my wonderful sponsors, UnikeyHealth.com, the home of all my formulations, including BioBuilder, MagKey, and Super GI Cleanse, as well as CS-Health.com, the home of the only official activated sulforaphane products for internal and external body and beauty care. Thank you so much, my wonderful sponsors. Well, it's not my work necessarily. I'm, I'm a student. I always will be. But a lot of this emanates from Italy, from the Stecco family. I mean, he's got two children. They're both MD-PhDs. They're the call of Stecco, who's written a phenomenal book, should be in every medical school in the world, on, on the functional atlas of the human fascial system. And it, it shows by dissection of only unembalmed cadavers over the last 10 years. Oh, my gosh. The, between fascia and muscle as it goes past through the body. So what do you see when somebody comes into your office, when you do a global exam, do you have a certain technique that you use and follow certain anatomical pathways or they used to call them anatomical trains, I think? Yeah, yeah, that's something like that. Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, we're really, you know what it is? It's sort of friction massage of the acupuncture system. And as a matter of fact, I'm... The, there's a big difference. As a matter of fact, I have a different attitude, not me, but there's a different attitude towards acupuncture, which stimulates these very important points that send these, you know, bioelectrical, biochemical stimuli up and down the body. The Chinese call it qi, but what they don't understand, and they're not even teaching it yet, the acupuncture system is in the fascia. That's where it is. Wow. So it's really acupuncture. Acupuncture is a connective tissue system. It, 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 that's what it's working through. So the, this word chi, energy, well, you have to interpret that a little more deeply. So do the acupuncturists know of your, of your findings? And I'm in a class every once in a while. But the important thing is there's something else that's really important. 
I mean, even in the aged, uh, why they get stiff. I mean, why do you feel better when you take a hot shower in the morning, for example? You feel a little freer, a little looser. Well, what they have found out, that fascia has to glide. And as we said, if it doesn't glide, the receptors are stuck and can't give the correct information. There's something called hyaluronin or hyaluronic acid. A lot of women have this in their makeups. It helps their, their oh, facial yes. muscles. Well, it's so important. It's throughout our body. And the gliding of the fascia, between the fascia and the muscles, in, in between is called loose connective tissue. And the big thing in that tissue is hyaluronin or hyaluronic acid. And those molecules... They actually bond to water, and they are responsible for the fluidity that's occurring. But as we said, injury, poor posture over time, you get these little nodules, you're stiff. All of these things are areas that do not have gliding. So you can stimulate an area. You can put a pressure on it, and it'll feel better. But you have to have a friction, a movement to create that gliding. And that gliding actually is palpated before you even start. So you know that you have to do that, get reach that type of glide. It could take sometimes two minutes or sometimes 10 minutes to free up those points. And that's a big difference. So acupuncture does a lot because it stimulates and it twists the fibers and maybe it'll get a little glide in it. But it has to be followed up with somebody who's going to really make sure there is this glide, because you have to think of what is called the proprioceptive system. Yes. You know, where are my legs? How are they moving? There's so much about that. And uh, that's one of the big factors in response to the, the idea that uh, fascia is a proprioceptive sensory system. So every one of these points, are around receptor areas. Like in every muscle, there are what we call muscle spindle cells. And these cells are what broadcasts to the central nervous system all the information that it has to receive. And uh, it's so important that this gliding occurs. Even in, even in the aged, you know, everybody gets stiff. And exercise is so important. But I, we don't have enough studies on it, but I'm sure that you could increase motion and decrease pain by freeing up these areas that are related directly to the nervous system. So let because me ask you, I, so let, me, let me jump in here just for a minute. So if you're not sure. gliding, you're gluing. If you're not gliding, you're, you're, you're glued. That's how I understand <laughs> it. That is so beautiful. That is exactly, those are the words we use sometimes. Well, that's how because it feels. Areas that are stuck. And there's no way of stretching it and just letting it, and getting it free. Because one of the things that uh, allows these higher on molecules, they become entangled. They are stuck. There's an increase in what we call viscosity. It, it prevents the information going back to this cord and back for those we call motor fibers to make those muscles work as they should. So even though you know, you're getting old and your fibers aren't as strong as they used to be, if you can go into that fluidity, fluidity 
uh, problem and, and get the gliding back, you have to allow, it will definitely help the body in so many different ways. So you talked about hyaluronic acid. You know, I have a strong nutrition background after writing 38 books. So my question is, should should people be taking, there is a hyaluronic acid product on the market called Baxel. Should they be taking that to make sure that they're nurturing their fascia? I got to tell you, I don't like to make commercials, but I use Baxel in my office. And I've been taking this for maybe eight years for myself. Because my, you know, some of my joints are getting a little tighter, and uh, arthritic areas. Absolutely, absolutely. I take I take a half a teaspoon morning and night, and I, you know, I, I originally got into nutrition, but I realized even though I had a master's degree, I didn't know anything, and uh, I just sort of gave it up. But if I have one product in my office, it happens to be Baxel. So uh, that's so interesting that you brought that up. Well, uh, what I... happens is, it, the, the, the problem is, and there's this little argument, is that the higher on increases in concentration and thickness. And when it increases in thickness, it doesn't allow the tissues to glide and it affects the receptors and, and that whole sensory uh, thing. So you say, well, why do you give yourself more higher on if, if it's already uh, thickened up and it's too much? Well, my, my feeling is that as we get older, we produce less hyaluron. And we're producing it continually all over our body 24 hours a day. But it seems that when you give it a fresh dose, things happen. There'll be less pain. And hyaluron has many functions. It's an anti-inflammatory. It works in wounds and healing and, and new cells. Acting as a lubricant is just one of its uh, assets, really. So what can people do at home if they don't have access to a PT or a chiropractor or somebody that's knowledgeable about fascia? What can they do at home to keep the fascia well lubricated and gliding? That's a great question. And I I wish I had a 100% answer for it. But uh, there are, you can look up... uh, on the internet, there's things called fascial flossing. And you get into certain positions and you sort of make the muscle work while you're stretching it. That seems to help. Interestingly, uh, I think there's one study that says if you were to stretch something uh, after about 90 seconds, it probably doesn't have to be stretched anymore because that's as much stretch as the fascia is going to create at that moment, that for that time zone. Yes. There isn't a 100% answer on this, but look, yoga, all of these things have to help. It's just the the tough cases where people have a lot of pain that maybe they have to see a PT or a chiro. Interesting. And can you just share with my audience, I know that you are very erudite and well-versed in all of this and highly respected in the chiropractic community. You've been practicing for 60 years. Does that make you over 70? Oh, God, you asking me the big question? Because you sound so vital and so alert. Yep. Well, I'm really so lucky, and I wish I had a reason for this, because I'm 15 years past my parents passing away. So I'm going to give you the big secret. I'm 88. Ah, bless your yep. heart. I mean, nobody believes it, and I wish people who, would who believe would, it. Because it's unbelievable. I want to believe it. 
No, it's unbelievable. I do push-ups every morning. I get on a treadmill. I keep in shape. I love to play golf. Uh, I've always been athletic my whole life. And uh, I don't know. I, I I look at statistics. Hey, when, do you, when are you supposed to die? You know, how long does this go on? Oh, <laughs> it's fun, and I'm going to be as busy. I'm lecturing. I'm... Uh, in January, I'll be in uh, San Jose doing a three-day seminar. I'll be in Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'll be in uh, Bridgeport Chiropractic College. I'll be in Queens. So th- that whole month is like, but that's what keeps me alive. I, I think using your brain cells and and having a mission and having a goal in life is so important for age. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> having a purpose having a value in your life, having a mission. So where can people find out more about you, Dr. Hammer, and your work? Well, I have a website. As a matter of fact, on the website, if you go to providers, and we're adding to it, I have about 50 more to put on, you'll see providers around the country. And they, that means if their name is on that list, they took what we call level one and level two. And some have taken level three, uh, which has to do with actually treating also uh, the organ system of the body. Uh, I got a simple website. It's uh, www.hammer-hands.com. Excellent. By the way, one of your providers, one of your highly trained chiropractors is my chiropractor, Sylvia Tripp. Oh, my God. That's right. Well, she has me. I'm going to be that. She's invited me to uh, Seattle to do the first seminar. Why it's can't great. you come come to Idaho? Well, get enough what, people. Up. That's where <laughs> I live. That's where I live. When are you going to be here? In Idaho? No, in Seattle. Um, April 1st, to April 3rd. April 1st, 3rd. I'm going to come and see you there. Excellent. Love to have you. Well, you've got then you then you can use me as a study case, my friend, because I've had quite a few fascial gluings in my day. Hey, I got to tell you, we look for outside patients when we're teaching this. Oh, you got one. I'm raising my hand. Hi. (laughs) So, Dr. (laughs) Hammer, will you come back and visit with us again? Anytime. Anytime. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And I want to thank all my listeners for listening in yet once again to First Lady of Nutrition Podcast, where I bring you the best and the brightest in nutritional and health space. Have a beautiful week. Shalom. don't forget to subscribe and like First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Thank you so very much.